Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The first thing I want to talk about is I want to continue the conversation um, that we started on Friday. And it was kind of cut short, unfortunately. We didn't get much time to talk about it. But it was an email that we got from somebody. The gist, the general gist of the email was their dog. They took their dog to the vet because the dog was kind of getting sick. And the dog gave it a bit of, or the vet gave it an injection and cost 70 or 80 quid, whatever it was. The dog still didn't feel any better. The following week, the vet said, look, I'll keep it in. Uh, and I think the cost of keeping the dog in was six or 700 euro. And then the vet said, well, actually, no, I'm none the wiser. We don't know what's wrong with the dog. The dog is getting worse. It's vomiting all the time. Maybe you should take it um, over to the veterinary college. That could cost you another thousand euro. But look, to me, honest with you, my advice, dog's 12. You might as well put it asleep. Now, not in those words. It cost another 50 quid to put it asleep. So 750 quid later, plus the cost of the antibiotic. They were none the wiser. Didn't know what was wrong with the dog or the dog was put to sleep. And they kind of felt they were taken advantage of. Now, Sharon, the vet, did come on and explained why vets cost so much. And I mentioned the fact that, for example, my partner is a cat. And every now and again, the cat has to get an injection or the cat's breathing has a breathing problem because it's a little bit older. And it's an antibiotic, you know, injection and it's like 60 or 70 quid or whatever it is. And I go like, why is it that when I want to get an antibiotic, it's only 30 quid and I'm a human being. And she explained to me that sometimes they'll open up these bottles of antibiotic and the costs, you know, quite a lot of money. And that, unfortunately, if nobody else uses it, well, it has a certain shelf life. So you're basically charged more money for that particular reason. And we were kind of asking, generally speaking, your experience with going to the vet. Now, we did have a woman who came out at the end who was a veterinary nurse, I think. And she said that people were kind of having a go at vets unfairly. And she said that, you know, it's not an easy job and vets don't make a huge amount of money. And, you know, and she defended the veterinary business in this country. And... I, do, I think there's a bit of both. I think it, it it would be bizarre bizarre to suggest that there aren't vets out there taking advantage of people, but it would equally be bizarre to suggest that they're all taking advantage of people because I don't believe they are. I think the majority of people who are vets or veterinary nurses are quite good at their job, quite passionate about the job and probably don't make a huge amount of money. But there are vets out there who are making a substantial amount of money. So what I want to know is what your experience has been. Has it been positive or negative when it comes to vets? Do you think you've been overcharged or undercharged? Or is your vet particularly good and is quite passionate and, you know, and quite understanding when it comes to your dog? We had an, we had an email from a woman here going back two weeks ago. She wouldn't come on the air in the end because she got her problem sorted out because somebody had donated. But she brought her dog to her vet and I think it was 400 quid, Ashling, wasn't it? 400 quid. The vet was sick. The bill was 400 quid. And she didn't have the money when she went back to look... I don't have 400 quid. And the vet said, well, look, we'll hang on to the dog here until you get the money. Now, eventually somebody donated the money um, because she had gone on social media and she got her dog back, which I thought was a weird situation. The dog would keep the vet, or the vet would keep the dog until she had the money. She did offer to pay it in installments, I believe, but that's something vets don't do, Sharon said the other day, because sometimes they invariably just don't get the money or people stop paying. I've never heard of a vet saying, well, you're not getting your dog back until you pay. That's a kind of bizarre situation. But maybe that's common practice. I don't know. I've, ne- I've never been in that situation. So I don't know if it's common practice for the vet to turn around and say, well, unless you pay, you're not getting your dog back. Could you imagine that about a human? <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't have your granny back unless you pay the bill. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. What has been your experience with Irish vets in general? Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. And Maureen, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Maureen? I'm very well, thank you. Nice to talk to you, Maureen. How's things? 
good. Thank you for having me on. Now, now you had a positive experience. Yes, I've had a few, actually. Okay. Um, the most recent one was um, um, my little dog was unwell and I had to call the vet on Easter Sunday, actually. Her name is Ruth. She works in Mystery Veterinary. Yeah. And she saw me. Now, I can understand why they charge extra because it was Easter Sunday, yeah. you know. As, as, a, as a doctor would, by the way, if you were seeing a doctor on a bank holiday yeah. weekend, yeah. Absolutely. So she took care of me anyway, and he was he was fine. She called, or I called back when, you know, and had him checked out. He was fine. Yeah. And also in that veterinary uh, place in the street was Greg, who took care of a little cat I had. Yeah. He had to put him down, but he was so kind. And he sent me a card after a few weeks later when my cat's little remains were returned. Just knowing how I was, you know, really nice. Well, that, well, that's nice because that shows they actually do care. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. just a job. You know what I mean? And um, uh, uh, before Christmas, my little dog had a um, cataract operation yeah. um, in a CVC, Dora Dial in Limerick. Natasha was the, the vet that took care of him. And he had to stay overnight and I was concerned and she knew. And she actually brought him home with her. <laughs> yeah. Just to make sure so his she, eyes... She so brought, she brought the dog or the cat home? No, she brought my dog home. Oh, the dog yeah, home, sorry. sorry. Oh, the dog, life. yeah. Yeah, this is a, a dog. Sorry, moving on just yeah. past you. <laughs> no, it's but, um, okay, it's she, okay. She took care of him and she called me that night, you know, just to make sure that he was okay and, you know, let me know he was okay. So, um, and yeah... And did she put the, did she put the dog on the phone? That was a, th- a thing that Irish people do. You know, yeah, they go away on holidays. Can mommy. you put the dog on the phone? Put the dog on the phone. Yeah, I had, yeah, mommy's gone. Mommy's on the phone. Yeah. But um, like that, I should have taken out. I know I shouldn't. I should not say the word. I should, but it was my own fault that I didn't take out. You know, insurance. Insurance when was is important. It is important because yeah. I had another experience with a little dog, Bingy, who um who had prostate cancer, right. and between the military veterinary clinic. And Tom Farrington in West Cork, he's a lovely vet and he's a homeopathic well. Yeah. Um, we had him on homeopathy and yeah. very little medication. And Benji lived two years very, very well without any pain. Right. And died in my arms. Okay. But Tom was very supportive. So I've had very positive experiences. Now, I do understand that can be expensive, but we have to take into consideration, you know. Yeah. I mean, look, I, you know, human beings can be expensive, by the way, if they go in, if you to get private care, for example, in hospitals and you don't have insurance, you're in big trouble because it can be expensive, you know, unless you want to wait on the public list. So, it, it, I mean, medical care is expensive and medical intervention is expensive. I, I do get that. I understand that. And people don't work for free. You can't be expecting people to work for free either. You know what I mean? And I get that, too. But some I mean, people... Most vets are on 24-7, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I, you're right. And I remember many years ago, I had to call a vet. Um, I, I can't remember what... Was it a bank holiday weekend? But it was like one o'clock in the morning. And in yeah. fairness, she she saw the dog at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I agree with you. And Benji was about to die the night before. You know, I had to call. I had to go into the street veterinary, and that was after eleven o'clock. But you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're amazing. Like they, yeah. and as you say, they are kind. The ones you know, they, they wouldn't be on their job if they weren't. You know. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think when you when you hear about people's bad experiences, you know that vets are expensive or they cost a lot of money? You know, I don't. I I don't want to know exactly what you paid for each individual visit, but I'm sure it wasn't cheap either. I think I understand. Well, I I absolutely agree. I mean, it has been expensive over the years, but the thing is, it was up to me from day one with each animal I have had that take out insurance. Number one, which I hadn't done, and number two, like I mean, you get what you pay for. You know, I mean. I suppose when people get the bill, they get kind of angry. But you know, like for instance, Natasha discussed everything with me before she had we had the operation for Toto, and with that, it was under two thousand four hundred. 
Yeah. And I got help from lots of people. But the thing was, um, he had three or four follow-up visits after that. You yeah. know, with that price, that was very good. I mean, if you go to um, for yourself, it's going to be one twenty, one eighty or something, isn't it, to see you? A private you, person. By the way, there's an email, there, a text here from somebody and says, no, I can't believe the amount of money people spend on their dogs and cats. If it was different, if it was human beings, I accept that. But for a dog and a cat, would you not just put the animal down rather than costing you hundreds? I know of somebody who spent recently nearly 900 euro sending a dog to have a tumour removed. Are they mad? No, they're not. Because you, if, you, if you have an animal, it should be like... My my dog is more of a person to me. He's my, you know, he's my baby. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know? So like a member like, of the family um, to you, yeah, of course. Hmm. So like, I mean, Benji cost me a lot, but I didn't mind, you yeah. know, because... How much would you, can like if you were to add it all <laughs> up, I know this sounds like a bad question, but if you were to, how much did you spend on Benji altogether? Oh my God. Um, would it be thousands uh, over the yeah, years? it would have been. Like that, Benji and I were attacked once um, quite near where I lived, and I had to pull him out of the dog's mouth, you know, right. I was attacking him. And people said to me, would I not have left, have left him eat him? I got scarred. Would you not have let him eat him? Yeah. Right. I got scarred myself, but I didn't care, you know. Would you, but the, the, the same as you do either. for your child. If your child was being attacked by a dog, you'd, you'd, you'd intervene, wouldn't you? Of course you would, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, and was there much damage done to you? Well, my arms were scarred, but, you oh, know. Oh, God. The, and what about the owner of the other dog, by the way, that attacked you? Was well, there any, I knew any that, repercussions? So Did you go to the guards? No, I didn't. I just knew the family and, you know. Okay. Right. I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> a lot of people would suggest that the dog that attacked you should be put to sleep, you know, because obviously oh. the person hasn't got control over that dog either. Oh, uh, yeah, I was told I should sue them and just that and the other well, thing, you know, but yeah. what's the point? Yeah, you probably isn't. everything, you know. Yeah, you, well, you're probably right. They probably don't have any money anyway, so it probably isn't much point. Oh, they would, but that doesn't matter to me. That doesn't matter. Yeah, once once Benji was safe, is all you cared about. Yeah, and like that, it cost me a few bob to get him back together again. But <laughs> yeah, he's like my ironic dog at this stage was. He? <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, but, but look, I, I'm so, I'm sorry to hear about the losses that you've had with your animals, anyway. But unfortunately, that's life, isn't it? And and these animals, dogs and cats, just don't live long. Unfortunately, they just they don't. Well, Benji was 16, believe it or not. Well, that's a good age for a dog. Yeah. 14 is the kind of average. They start getting sick in around 12 or 13 usually, but 14 is yeah. the kind of average age. And you're right, by the way, about the insurance. But many people would say that the insurance is great, but once the dog starts getting a bit older, the insurance becomes more expensive, obviously, and for obvious reasons. It becomes yeah. more expensive, you know, and it can be difficult for people to pay out, you know, two or three hundred a year for insurance. But as your vet there actually had a good point um, um, last Friday. She said that if people even put money aside in a jar. Yeah. Because some people think when they're paying insurance, it's dead, and sometimes it is. I suppose people say, oh, sure, he could get knocked down or he could have that, you know, which is ridiculous. Because I suppose you're right. <laughs> yeah, if you, I mean, even if the insurance, as they get older, now I know when they're puppies, the insurance is only about 100 quid, but as they mm-hmm. get older, it can be two or 300 per year, right? I suppose if you put a four or five quid away a week, that would cover the yeah. insur- cost of the insurance. Sure, isn't it well worth it? It would, of course, yeah. If it covered, if it covered everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, listen, thanks for that. Well, look, as I said to you, there is good and there's bad experiences and people have had both when it comes to veterinary surgeons. Nigel, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Nigel? Hi, Nigel, how are you? Good. Nigel, have you had a good experience? Well, what's a good experience? You, you well, I mean, the, money to get your the cost, I suppose, is yeah. the good experience, cost, isn't it? No, the cost, no. Cost, cost was high. Mm. Cost was high. They were seven or eight months ago did we, I, you'd be surprised to hear that I paid for the dog in the first place. But, um, well, no, I didn't. I knew you had a bit of a heart, Nigel. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You knew it was in there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there, <laughs> yeah, rattling yeah. around the Zart. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a fairly hollow sound of it, but it's in there. Don't worry. No, uh, about five or six mo- uh, months ago, there we noticed uh, just the tail end of last year. She, she had it's a uh, Jack Russell. Yeah, it was purebred. It was bought from a stud farm. Um, came from you know it's all papers and everything. She has papers and everything. Uh, we bought it for my eldest lad when he was nine. He's twenty now, so the dog is eleven, going on eleven. Um, so you know it's a little bit of a growth on her back leg. Sort of a little rubbery, jelly sort of a thing. We didn't pay much attention for a while. It got a little bit bigger, so I said, right, we give the vets a call. See, you know, see what they think. So brought it up, brought her up, um, brought her up, got it assessed. And they said, right, look, we'll have to take a swab, yeah, and, and send it away. Now, so what did, 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 did they think it was a cyst initially, I suppose? Was initially, it? we thought it was sort of a cyst that could be cut off. Or yeah, yeah. We really know. So we bring it up. And, okay, let, let me get... And, and don't mention the name of the vets if you're going to say I'm bad, right? No, no, no. But, no okay, no. but when you went in initially for the initial diagnosis and you showed yeah. the vet the little bit of jelly thing on his leg or the little bulge on his leg, yeah. did they charge you much for that visit? With 80 euro. 80 euro. Yeah. I mean, the doctor's 65, so it's not that far ahead, really. It's still more expensive than a doctor, but it go on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so she had it cut off and then... It was three hundred and fifty euro to have the sent. Supposedly, I don't know whether it was for a bi- yeah or for a biopsy to be sent off for analysis. Yeah, I had to go to England. You couldn't do it in Ireland. Well, why couldn't they do it in UCD? I don't know. Okay, I went to some place in Oxford. Isn't that where the veterinary college is over in UCD? That's where yeah, they have all the equipment is, and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went to some place in Oxford. Okay, um, right. to be to be analysed and come back, come back clear. Right. So okay. Great. Everything. So in around the five hundred quid mark we're at at the moment. And then she said, look, we took a sort of a picture of, of, of our leg and what size the, the cyst was at the time. She said, if, if you notice it growing sort of abnormally or whatever, bring her back up and we'll see. So another six months is gone. Go back about maybe six or eight weeks ago. And I said to me, when my wife said to me, I think that thing on the leg is getting bigger like. So we had a look at the picture from the day and it was, it was... Getting maybe a bigger. half an inch or yeah, yeah, yeah. It was maybe a half an inch or an inch bigger. Um, was, was it uncomfortable for the dog? Was the dog nose? Seemed to be small dog. Right, okay. I suppose if you think about it, Noel, it would be maybe the size of a decent conker. You know that sort of a yeah, yeah, sort of a, yeah. you know, not as big as a golf ball now, but maybe a table tennis ball or whatever. And she said, right, bring her back up, have a look. Uh, rang the vet, bring her up, you have a look. Yeah, it definitely has to come off. Could be this, could be that. Checked it up. Um got it cut out, had to be sent away again, obviously. I don't know whether it's done in the back room or it's actually sent away, but you don't get to find out that. That was um, 580 euro to have that done. Um, came back there last week that it was, there was. So we're over the grand now, so it's around 11, between 11 and 1,200 quid. To have a sister um, moved, essentially. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. A couple of times. So yeah, uh, we were away then down in, in Wexford so on the way back I rang the nurse or the, the, the veterinary nurse just to see what the situation was what the results back so she said they were and there was cancerous um, okay. there, was, there was a show of cancerous things but they were confident that it was all out in the, in the, in in the piece when it was removed yeah in the piece it took away okay yeah. so that was all that, that was good and then followed off I was saying that, but that's great you know hopefully it's gone and followed it off by saying if it starts to go back you know, we take it off again. And I'm like... It, it's this like, could be a never-ending cycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like the ever-growing system. It just keeps going back. Right. And, and got a stick on the grid and pop together, whipped out. Like, 
Which look, it's, and did they suggest it's, uh, sending it off again to get it analysed again or anything like that? Well, no. they said, look, if it comes back again, we send it off. And the dog oh, that's another 500 quid then. Yeah, that's another 500 quid. It's not like, I suppose you could argue if it was a human being, the same procedure would be put in place whereby, you know, you would remove it, send it off to be analysed. Now, obviously, if you're in the public domain, it wouldn't cost you anything to do that. But if you were going private, it would cost you money to do that. Yeah, well, yeah, see, we, see, we don't have a public system for veterinary, for doc, for dogs. Oh, there is, isn't it? The Red Cross. There is, there is, yeah. Well, there is, yeah. Yeah, the Red Cross. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, you can yeah, give yeah. a donation or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or the RSPCA will, 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 you know, will put you in touch with somebody. If well, that could take it. time, yeah. Yeah, well, we, look, we were looking up. You have the money to pay for it. And the dog is the kid's dog. It's it's always going to be paid for. My wife loves loves the dog. Kids love the dogs. So, Adam, so you've spent overall so far on the sales too much. We're at the twelve. We're at the twelve hundred. Yeah. Okay. In a year. Like, yeah, but Noel, like the way my, my sort of wife look at it is, the dog's eleven. It costs a hundred quid a year. Is it a whole lot of money, really? Did you ever think about insurance? We did when the dog was younger. We had it for, since we was about four or five, and nothing ever happened, so we stopped paying it. <laughs> that's, that's what everybody does, isn't it? Yeah, you keep paying it. But here's the thing. Can we be clear about this? The majority of dogs... Yeah, but the majority of dogs are quite healthy till they're about eight years of age. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, so. We waited until we, we wait the dogs dropped, and then we stopped it. That's like saying you have insurance for your kid. Nothing ever happens until they're about 18 or 19 anyway. Yeah, so, and you get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then something happens. No, but I, I, uh, to be honest with you, Noel, the, the, the cost of it, I haven't had an, I've, I've never owned, like we've never owned another animal, so I can't base it against, like was it cheaper than the time you had Millie doing or the time you had Blackie doing or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was always going to be, it's a child's dog and it, the kids love the dog. My wife loves the dog. So, And how's the, the dog know? now? As you know, Lyle, I come in, I, I, I get the bronze medal in this house. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's You're last on the list. It's, it's always the way. The cat, the dog farm. comes first. Okay, yeah, so what, what's, how's the dog now? Is she's he in a great farm. She's, yeah, she's a good farm. Yeah, she's baiting around the garden there. She's a huge, well. huge big garden for her to play with. She has a house outside, as you very well know. Do you look her with contempt now, saying, look, you know how much you've cost me? <laughs> I have spoken to her about it, yeah. I have spoken, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know when I'm on my own? <laughs> you said that that grows back, me, you're going over. You're on your own, pal. <laughs> you may bite it, it off. If that back, you're going over the hedge, kid. And she's like looking at me as much as saying, no, you won't. <laughs> me, me ma loves me. I know so how old is she now? She, she was 11. She'll be 11, 11. in October. Yeah, okay. she's 11 in October. Oh, well, yeah, it's just, yeah. well, just a few years left, you know yeah, what I mean? that's what I'm saying. You're probably looking at another, but for a Jack Russell... Three or four years, yeah. Yeah, you know, they'd have a decent... If if it's all gone and it doesn't grow back, she could live for another four or five yeah, years. Jack Russell seemed to be the hardiest of dogs. Oh, she's the toughest and old... She's yeah, they do They boots. do seem to be the hardiest she's, of dogs. She's the toughest old boot. She just gets on with everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, look what, at, I mean, I'm wondering what we did years ago. I mean, because our dogs years ago... I remember Terry, which is the dog I grew up with, right? And she was kind of half Jack Russell, half Terrier, half... They were called mongrels in those days. We don't well, use that. Yeah, it's no such thing as a mongrel. They're all, they're all no, given no. names like Labradoodles yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they, but they were mongrels. I, I mean, these were crossbreeds that were just basically bred from the streets because different dogs were having it off with different dogs on the street because all our dogs hung around on the streets. Everywhere you looked, there was a dog on top of another dog and people throwing boiling water over them. You could mix your dog with any other yoke and you'd have to, you'd have to rip them off for them for 20 minutes and get another dog. Do you, do you remember the neighbour would come out with a pot of water and throw them on them on the street? Yeah, separate them. <laughs> Just separate them on the street. But yeah, so Terry lived on the streets and, you know, and he lived out the back garden and he'd 
he ate food from the table and we didn't buy dog food. My dad would just go over to the butchers, get a load of bones or, you know, or he'd get the remains from what was left from the dinner. My ma would give him the L stew or whatever. And Terry lived to be like 17 or 18. And then one day, Terry just went off and he didn't come back. Uh, see, see, dogs, you know, that's a, that's a, if you look around at dogs, that's a common story. Yeah, yeah. Dogs don't like to put it, seemingly, if, if you believe all the, the people that know what they're talking about, they don't like to put it on their own. They go off and die on their own. Yeah, and see, Terry time. used to go missing for the day, or sometimes you might get him gone missing for a day and a half. Yeah. And, but he'd oh, always yeah. come back. He's like yeah, a boomerang. See, now, the odd time, we don't let her out on the street because we live in a little cul-de-sac and, and there's cars coming in and out, so she lives in the back. But the odd time, the kids would open the gate and she'd tear off. But she could be gone for 20 minutes or a half an hour, and next thing she's back. She'd arrive back. She's she back scratching at the door. <laughs> yeah. She knows where she gets fed, now. Yeah, they are like homing <laughs> pigeons. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Terry, I remember, I remember the day that Terry went and he never came back again. And I think my father came up with this line, which is most fathers come up with the line, we gave him to a farmer. We get, yeah, 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 yeah. He's gone to doggy heaven. He's gone to doggy heaven. He's gone, he's gone to a farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gone. There was a, there was a farmer up, up the back fields and needed a dog. And needed a dog. Because I, 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 I was still quite young at the time. But anyway, but, we, but the point I was making was, we didn't bring dogs to vets in those days. The only time a dog ever went to a vet now is if he bit somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had, you had, you had, I remember this is true. Well, I remember I, I, when I was only very small, now, maybe two or three. We lived in Jobstown, my grandma, where my father's from. And I remember the dog that my father would have owned. It would have been me nanny's sort of dog in, in, in the house, you know what I mean? And uh, bit somebody. Mm. And the guards called to the door. They obviously, they obviously rang the guards, whatever. Yeah, so the, yeah. the, the, the guards called to the door and uh, he said, You have to take the dog. Right. And my father said, well, what dog? Like, the dog was like, you had to put the dog in the shed. Yeah. And um, he what said, dog? Yeah, I said, what dog? Call back. So, said, so my father took the dog. We lived at the, at the bottom of a quarry. And my father took the dog up to the quarry and shot him. Right. Because he said, look, it's my dog. If he's going to get shot, I'm shooting him. So the guard said to him, look, if you can promise me you're going to do it, we'll let you do it. Yeah. And me, that's what my dad put him on the lead, brought him up to the quarry and come back without him. The good but old days of common sense, I suppose. He wasn't letting somebody else. He wasn't, he wasn't letting take somebody off somebody else do it, yeah. To put a bullet in him. He's got, as you said, if, you, if the dog's going to get a bullet, I'm going to give it to him. Sad is that when you think about it like that. But listen, thank you very much indeed for that. Okay, there you go. Nigel spent over 1,200 quid in assist. Seems like a lot of money, doesn't it? If it was a human, you probably wouldn't spend 1,200 quid in assist. Mind you, you might, yeah, I suppose you'd send things off for analysis. But you, if you were doing it in the public system, that wouldn't happen privately. Yeah, you'd probably pay that. Um, but... You know, vets generally, there's two reasonably positive stories, although it's quite a lot of money, isn't it? 80 quid for a visit to the vet, where a visit to a doctor would cost you 65. So it tends to be more expensive than, you know, bringing your child to a doctor. Because vets would argue, well, would you bring your child to a doctor? Of course you would, yeah. But it is more expensive to bring it normally a, a dog to the vet than to bring a child to the doctor. In and around the same, or a little bit more expensive. Is it justified? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Generally speaking, what has your experience been? Has it been good or bad? Hi, Niall. Um, yeah, just in relation to the vet um, discussion, my dog came down with that. He was diagnosed with heart disease last summer. Um, literally smack bang in the middle of the first lockdown. And I had lost my job. So I was lit- on little to no income. Um, and thankfully, thankfully, the vet that I that I bring him to in Limerick, who is fantastic, they could clearly see. Um, you know, I was I was in a lot of 
a lot of distress, obviously, given the, the bad news about my dog's heart and the medication and stuff. But the vet was just like, it's fine, don't worry, we're going to treat him and you just pay us what you can when you can. And, you know, and I and I am, I am paying like whatever I can, whenever I can. But yeah, there aren't many vets like that out there. Um, I think I was just very lucky to to found the right the right vet at the right time. <laughs> during lockdown as well so yeah well that's good isn't it if the vet and by the way just to correct what I said earlier on I said the Red Cross it was actually it's the Blue Cross isn't it that looks after animals that's right yeah that's the kind of public system where they take a donation and, and that was good of your vet to, you know and I think a good vet that cares about animals would probably say that to you give me what you can when you can uh, Ger you're an Ireland's classic kids how you doing Ger good evening Niall how are you good now you had a good experience as well I had a good experience, uh, a fantastic vet. I have to mention them in Limerick called Treaty Vets, and the owner is John Geraghty. Treaty, uh, Treaty Vets, and John Geraghty is the owner. Okay, go on, yeah. Correct, in Tormagate in Limerick. Uh, basically, what happened was, I keep it very short, I was um, fostering the lovely alley there that you got the picture of. Yeah, I see, the, I see the picture of the lovely alley there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I had her six months, and she got a growth on her chest, and I took her straight into John's, and John said, yeah, looks like it could be cancerous, but look, we'll, we'll send up a biopsy. And uh, at the time, the biopsy came back, and it was benign, which was good. That's the good one. And I asked John at the time, I said, look, John, what are we looking at here? And he said, probably five years, sir. Now, that would put Ali at eight. Okay. Uh, and believe it or not, Niall, and in full credit to the men, Six months short to five years. Um, uh, I noticed, Ali, this is something really that dog owners should look out for. She started drinking copious amounts of water, went off her food literally in a couple of days, and yep. I went down to John. She's a, she's a boxer dog, is she? Yeah. She was a boxer yeah. dog, yeah, yeah. full breed boxer. See, the short nose breed, bulldogs, uh, pugs, boxers, they're all prone to cancers because of the short nose. Right, okay. Anyway, um, John said, look, we'll do blood tests and we'll take a sample and send it off. The blood test came back amazingly normal, but the biopsy came back as malignant. And when, okay. actually, John was on holidays when I when I went back for the results and the vet rang me and said, look, I'm sorry, Ger, Ali has a very, far, very rare form of throat cancer and no chemotherapy will will stop it. It's it's really. And would you would you have got chemotherapy if it if it had been available I, I, to you? I would, Niall. I okay. would if it had given her two or three years of quality life. And, and here's a question, and, and and I know sadly, she, and I'm very sorry to hear she had to be uh, euthanized, um, and that was the best thing for her at the time, of course. Um, and but if the if the vet had to turn around and said to you, listen, there is a treatment we can get, or we can send her off to UCD. We can, might be able to get that part of her throat cut out, and there's a treatment, and it might give her another four years. But you know, she'll have to go through a lot of you know treatments, and that could be very uncomfortable for. Her. It'll cost you five grand. Let's just say, let's for argument's sake. Yeah. Would you have done it? Well, the cost wouldn't. I'd have found the money somewhere, but it, it was the quality of. You see. This is the hard part of having a, a soulmate for an animal. Oh, I know, right? I know. You have to do what's best for the dog. And but when I heard, you know, no we're, we're kind of quicker to do that for dogs than we would be for human beings. And it's always an argument when we talk about euthanasia, by the way, in human beings, and you know the legalities of it, you know, or, or the suggestion that it should be legal. There's always that argument, but you, you wouldn't let a dog die in pain, so why would you let a human? And, exactly. and it, it is true. We we do seem to have to be more considerate when it comes to dogs. 
Well, that, but you see, a dog can't speak, and you have to be there. You have to look. At, that's the hardest thing, but the kindest thing to do for the dog, and you have to add it up and what sits better for the dog. The dog has to come first. Yeah. So it's got my story to an end. Um, within 48 hours, and he was euthanized, and um, I had spent a considerable amount of money on the biopsies and the whole lot. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. mind that. But the vets very kindly then looked after the cremation. You saw it in the picture there, the little casket. Yeah, I see it. I and see the little casket on the picture, the picture of her behind the picture. Yeah. yeah, and John, fair play to him. And I still have that particular card sent me, uh, I suppose, a condolence card. And he said, Joe, I'm very sorry. I was away on holidays when all this happened. But you looked after her very well for her lifespan. And <clears throat> yeah. you couldn't, <laughs> a bit upset, you couldn't do any more, so... Oh, Jerry, I'm so I'm so sorry to hear, and I I know it was a good while ago, but but it's still it was as you rightly said, it was your soulmate. You Absolutely, know? yeah. Um, this, 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 and you've this, great memories of the dog, great memories. And, and in fairness, you did get the five years extra <laughs> that you that you probably thought yeah, you weren't yeah. going to get. Just look at the draw, night, but look, yeah, that's that's you have to look after. It's it's heartbreaking to do it. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. It is. You know, and and, I, and you know, I I remember that decision I had to make with a, a previous dog that you know we had, and. This dog, God bless her, she couldn't even go out to the toilet anymore. It had got that bad. She had she had uh, tumours, uh, which are very common, by the way, in West Highland Terriers. She had tumours on her, the same as the last texture had said, on, all on her breasts and her nipples. They've Whatever, they've six yeah. of them in a row or whatever they have. And she had tumours on them. And we had got all sorts of things done and tried to help her. But unfortunately, that was the end. It, look, we had come, know, to, a point. come to a point where the vet just said, listen, it's the best thing to do. And in fairness yeah. to the vet, he came over to the house. And um, we didn't have to bring her to the vet. He came over to the house and he gave her the injection there and then. And you know, sat, they just go asleep, and that's and you, you you've been there, you've seen it happen. Absolutely. You know, they, yes. they just close their eyes. You've got about five minutes, and they they close their eyes, and that's it. Yeah. And you know what? There's a guilt afterwards. Absolutely. I, I I know that guilt, Jerry. That you feel. Did I do the right thing? Could she have lasted a bit longer? Was it the right mm. thing to do? And uh, and we're all wrong about that guilt. It is the right thing to do because if the vet and you decide it's the right thing to do at that time, it is the right thing to do at that time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have to put the animal first. It's heartbreaking. It's a problem. It's a conundrum that every pet, whether it's a cat, a horse, a dog, it doesn't make a difference, but you have to think of the animal. And in time, it, it never gets easy, but it gets easier to cope with. Yeah, and, yeah no, it does. You know, I know everybody says the old cliche, time is a great healer. But it is a good healer. Yeah, except when you're talking on the radio about it ten years later and it brings it and it brings it all back to you and you start thinking well, yeah, of all the wonderful yeah. walks you had and all the great memories with Ali. And did, well, by I, the way, has Ali been replaced since? No, I, I actually live now and have lived since Ali's departure in um, the apartment complex in Castle Troy. So it doesn't lend itself to having a pet, unfortunately. Right, no. exactly. No. But Niall, I'll tell you something. I, I wouldn't go back through the torch. That was my second dog I'd asked. I know, it's dog. difficult. And everybody says that. I'll never do it again. But you know, we do. We do it again. Yes, you know? well, look. And well, by the way, there's an acceptance, Jer, that dogs have short lives. Now, Ali was a little bit shorter than, than usual. Uh, but, you know, 14 years is the kind of average for a dog, maybe 18 years for a cat. Right. Yeah, and that's, there's an acceptance that we have to accept. That, and if you can't accept that, you shouldn't own one, by the way. That, oh, that's, yeah. that's as long as they live. Well, my, my first dog was um, uh, a mixed breed uh, collie, yeah. uh, mongrel, used to call yeah. him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, he lived to the ripe old age of 14 and he just 
his batteries ran out in the finish, but Rex was his name. Lovely, yeah. beautiful guy. <laughs> But that's the problem. Very unoriginal name, by the way, at the time, <laughs> Rex. <laughs> Listen, it's been lovely talking to you, Ger. i got to go to a break. Ger, thank you very much indeed for sharing that memory. And you did the right thing at the right time. And look, you got an extra five years. And the vet obviously cared an awful lot and did a really good job there. Let me go to Cathy. Cathy, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, Cathy? Hi, Niall. Um, not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, but you're having a tough time at the moment, are you? Um, to be quite honest, Niall, um, I know this is nothing to do with my cat, but since my husband died two years ago, I think I've got a sign on me saying, vulnerable, fleece me, <laughs> charge what you like. Yeah. Um, do you and think that's because you're a woman, by the way? Yeah, it is. Why, do, do you think like, women are, I, I know I've often had women say to me before when they go to the mechanic, they feel they're taken advantage of because they're a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and also, when people are ringing you up about, say, oh, your television thing has to be renewed, your videos have to be this, that, and the other. Or your plumbing or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but my husband did all of that. I'm like a fool. So I am being ripped off. But sadly, I was also ripped off by the bloody vet. And what happened? Um, I'm going to try and get my son to send you in the receipt, because I don't think you believe it. Uh, 405.22. And what what was done to your cat for that price? The cat was going. Um, the cat was sort of when she was urinating. There was blood in the urine. Oh, that's not good, is it? No. No. And um, they told me to bring a sample of it down to them. And when I brought it down, they went, "Oh, well, your husband usually brings the cat." And that was started. It. I went, "Oh, you know, he's, he's not with us anymore." Yeah, thing. yeah. But then it happened. That was about seventy euro. Then it started happening. They gave her some tablets. Then this started happening again. And they said, oh, we've got to do tests. I've got, I've got everything they did written down here. And um, the bill at the end for x-rays and this, that and the other, 405.22. But can I, can I say something to you, Cathy, that if you had a visit to a vet and you got tablets and you got an x-ray, and and I'm assuming with blood in the urine, the suspicion would be that it was cancerous, right? Because yeah. that would be always a suspicion. The same with human beings. If you blood in your urine or blood in your stools or whatever, cancer is always the first thing that you check for, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm assuming that had to be sent off for analysis, you know, the, the, uh, you know or they took a sample or the, of the urine and sent it off for analysis or whatever. 405, yeah, I, but, but I mean, no, 405 is... Yeah. Uh, was 95, 95. For analysis. Yeah, it's all... Uh, mm. Niall, I'm going to try and send you a copy. You won't believe it. No, 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 it. I, no I, I, I do believe it. And, and I'm, not, I'm not defending the vet. But 405 for an X-ray, urine sample analysis, a visit to the vet, tablets. That doesn't sound like a huge amount of money. Uh, when you're used to having about a grand a week and you're trying to live on three under three hundred, oh no, I know. Money. But for you, of course, it's a lot of money, Cathy. There's no doubt about that. But what I'm saying to you is, for what has been done, it doesn't sound like a huge amount of money. Okay. Well, the thing that really annoyed me that some of this money is for a special um, hills food that the cat has to eat. That's right. Yeah. On. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. dog has to eat that food. And actually, my partner's cat, Karen's cat, has to eat a special food as well. It's turkey-flavoured. I can't remember what the name of the food is, but yeah, it's... Yeah, pellet in, stuff. Yeah it's, yeah, it's very expensive. It's like... Yeah, but it's not, Niall. The amount they charge me... Luckily, one of my uh, kids said, you can get that online cheaper. 
and it was actually half the price online that he was charging me to get every month. Well, that, that's not well. That's not good if he was charging twice the price for what it actually yeah, cost. Was. Yeah, I I know that when Karen gets in, I need just a small bag is like twenty quid. You know. Yeah, I know. Well, it's online. It's half that price, and it's mm. the same stuff. Yeah, well, well, that can be the case, of course, because I don't know where the vet sources it from, but I know on Amazon and things like that, sometimes you can get stuff a lot cheaper than you might be in your own veterinary shop or your own pet shop. But, Cathy, I'd like to see the receipt, by the way, if you want to send it in to us. I'm quite interested to see it. But it does, 405 for what you, you said was done doesn't seem to be a huge amount of money. Mark, I, I just got to rush through people here very quickly. Mark, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. Hey, you, Mark. How are you now? I, I'm not defending vets here, but 405 didn't sound too bad for what she got done, you know, for the cat. Um, not really, no. No, but you spent six grand. It, yeah. Six grand. What did you get yeah. done for six grand? My dog, um, I noticed a lump on his nose just after Christmas last year, and we took him to the vet. The first consultation cost about 300 euros. They took a biopsy and came back and said they couldn't find anything wrong. It's probably just a cyst. Okay, so just to clarify, so 300 quid for saying hello and taking a bit of a biopsy of the, of, the, of the cyst or whatever they thought was a cyst and sending it off for analysis. That was 300 quid. And, and a course of antibiotics. And a course of antibiotics. Seems and that was 300 that, quid. That seems expensive. Okay, we'll go on. Um, it turned out that it was cancerous um, in the March. We had it drained and we asked if there was anything we could do and they said because of the structure of the nose, of where it was on his face, under his eye, on the top of his nose, they couldn't operate because it's like a honeycomb of bone. Okay. And the cancer was in the bone, so if they cut out the cancer, they were cutting off his nose. Right, okay. So we just kept kept going as long as we could. He was a happy dog. He, was, he wagged his tail. The day we took him into the vet in July, he was wagging his tail. Okay. And... <clears throat> it was just I, I, I don't see the problem they, they give us a service and yeah I know sometimes it seems exuberant amounts of money but I don't have a medical card I go to the doctors it costs me 55 euros I go to the chemist to get my tablets it costs me another 100 euros mm-hmm. so he was my best friend he came with me everywhere in the care um, if I Went to go out the front door. He'd be standing at the front door waiting for me to, to open the car door to put him into it. And I mean, he was a big dog. He was a, a Milo. Husky. Milo was his name. Milo, yeah, yeah, yeah husky. Milo. Siberian husky. And he was. I I never walked him on a lead. He never needed a lead. And he was my best friend. And I lost him in July. I'm sorry, last year. I'm sorry about that, Mark. Um. And, and, and how, again. just just very quickly, because I'm running out of time, but how did you, how did you rack up the other €5,700? Euro? <clears throat> we had the cancerous tumour drained three times. Okay. And some of the tablets he was on were not cheap. They, no. were, they were actually very They expensive. are expensive tablets. I know I've been down this road with, with animals in general, and even with my partner's cat. You know, this tab, or she has to put stuff into her food every second day because she has a problem with her, I don't know, with thyroid. And that, that, that stuff, a milligram of it, whatever it is, costs a fortune a month. So yeah. I, I know it can be expensive to have. Well, we had, him, we had him actually on a, um, a cancer treatment drug. Yeah. And it was like 400 euros a month just for that drug. 
and it didn't work. See, I know there's an argument by some people that, you know, the, the state should step in and there should be subsidies in relation. See, we subsidise human drugs, but we yeah. don't we don't subsidise animals' drugs uh, no. because, obviously, they don't pay tax. And, <laughs> and apart from anything else, you know, we don't believe it's as, as important. But for many people, it is. And Milo, of course, is your best friend, as you pointed out. Yeah. Uh, and to you, he meant a lot. But unfortunately... But animals, they don't live a long time, and we accept that. And if we were to subsidise everything, it would cost a fortune to subsidise it all. You know, so I, it would, of course. I, yeah. I, I get that. I do get it. You know what I mean? But look, it can be very difficult to to understand that when you're the one paying out the money, and you think to yourself, well, is it worth it? I, I actually contacted um, Noel Fitzpatrick in the UK, yeah. the super vet, oh, the super to see vet. if he could yeah, to see if he could do anything. And we actually had um, a Zoom call with him. Okay. That cost me £120. Okay. Because it was considered a consultation. Yeah. And he's an expert, of course, in his field. Yeah. yeah of course. Oh, yes. And he had already looked at the, the scans and the x rays and everything like that of Milo. And he said, look, he, he said, where it is, there's, there's absolutely nothing he can do. Yeah, because, of course, if anybody could do anything to bone structure or replace bone structure, he would be the man. And I've watched his programmes, whether he's brilliant. And, by the way, there's no doubt he makes a substantial amount of money because he's good at what he does. And he's quite unique in what he does, too, by the way. Uh, but listen, I'm sorry to hear about Milo, the husky, and I'm sorry to hear about that and everybody else's animals, sadly, that passed away as well. You know, it's, it's really sad, you know. And now, I have to be fair to vets. That when I hear, you know, and I know Cathy was on earlier on giving out, and yes, it's a lot of money for Cathy to pay out, and I completely understand why she would feel she's been kind of done or ripped off, particularly because she said she said her, her husband had died, and maybe she kind of isn't a, hasn't the wherewithal to understand how much these things probably would have cost, because she said in relation to other bills that she had, she didn't know how much they cost at the time because her husband would have dealt with all that kind of stuff. And there is an argument, by the way, that women sometimes when they go to mechanics or whatever, they believe that mechanics take advantage of them because they're women. But anyway, in relation to the vet, the bill that she got, 500, so when it was 405 euro for what she got done, didn't seem too bad. Because look, it is expensive. There's no doubt about it. When you bring your animal to the vet, it can be expensive. Expensive. Now, let me go, if I can, to uh, Magic. Magic, how are you doing? You're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you, Noel? I'm very good. Good. Am I pronouncing your name right? It is Magic, yeah? No, it's Magic. Magic. Magic, yes. Magic. Yes, okay, thank you, Magic. But don't worry because it's, it's most of the people call me Magic. So. Oh, well, that's a, that's a good name too, anyway. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, Magic, yeah. you, what, what happened to you? Well, uh, I have a boxer. It was six and a half. Yeah. Uh, I, I've lost him months ago. But anyway, a few months before, his routine changed. He used to be in the morning with me in the kitchen, you know, getting food and everything. And one day he just didn't come down and stay in his bed and the next day was the same so I called the vet and I told him about it yeah and she, the vet said it's good to have the blood test done if that will be going on for a longer time you know yeah yeah so but I did not do it anything then because next day he everything's changed he was good again came down in the morning you know it's his food and everything was just fine uh, that and after a couple of months, uh, we came back from the walk, and he actually went to his bed. And then suddenly he stands up, and he freezes. He stopped moving. He kind of started shaking, you know. Oh, my. And I, yeah, yeah, I didn't know what the story is. It was a Sunday, so I I called the emergency vet, uh, and I told him that I have a problem with my dog because he's kind of freeze. He's not moving. He's shaking. So he said, "Bring the vet, bring the dog to me." 
So I took him to the vet, and then uh, I left him for a night, and they did the x-ray on him, and he came back with the bad news that he, they found the, a, a, a big lump on his liver. It's probably a cancer. Okay. Yeah, so I was devastated anyway. But he said that uh, the, the next step is there's no actually treatment for the kind of liver on the uh, for the for that kind of cancer on the liver. So he said just the surgery options, and he said uh, it could be like a two or three kinds of the cancer. He said some of them are uh, aggressive, some of them not. But uh, they they not they cannot really say anything f- uh, from yeah. the X-ray. He said the biopsy he could do biopsy, but he will be afraid to. When he did the biopsy, he, the, the the lump can start to bleeding. Oh, okay. Aerobic. He right. has to go through the skin. So, so he said the good option is uh, get the CT scan. The CT scan will show up all the blood vessels and everything around it when the cast is situated exactly on the liver, you know, and that kind of thing. So it's a very expensive thing, but I didn't hesitate any minute. I said, let's do the CT scan. It's costing like 800 quid. Eight, eight, 800 yeah. for the CT scan? Yeah, for the CT scan. Yeah, that's see, normal see price, this is so. where this is where I have a problem. Okay, so if yeah. I went for a CT scan, which I did go for a CT scan last year, yeah. it cost me um, because the particular place I went, my insurance didn't cover it. I have health insurance, but it didn't cover this particular place, right? And it was right. a hundred and eighty quid, right? So yes. that that's how much it roughly is for a human to go for a CT scan, but for yeah. a dog, it's eight hundred. And, yeah, and I know the machines are expensive. I, I yeah. get I get that the machines, yeah, yeah. you know. And I and I actually was. Uh, Try to some different prices from, the, but the, the, this is the price. You know, seven, eight hundred, quid, nine hundred, quid for the CT scan. You know, so that's that's nothing. You know, to be okay, uh, be suspicious. You know, and the the CT scan came uh, to, so they have to send the CT scan to the specialist. You know, who will read all this kind of yes, of course, yeah, on the pictures and everything, and it came back with the news that the it's a pretty big was a pretty big lump. Diameter was 120 millimeters, you know. So it was that's like big, a yeah, that's big. Man, yeah, man, man, man fist, you know. Yeah, and he said the that's, that's 12 uh, centimeters. That's quite large. Yeah, that's about th- yeah, three and a half, yeah. three and a half, four inches. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a notice was from the specialist that the, is is can be sur- surgery can be done, but it's a very high risk surgery. Okay. So, and the, fe- the vet was very fair. He said, look, it's a very high-risk surgery. You know, you, it could be not surviving the surgery. It could be only surviving a uh, while after the surgery. Few things can happen, blood, you know, it could be bleeding or whatever, you know. So he told me exactly everything. He said that the, the full surgery will cost me 3,500 euros. He said if the dog will die on the table, you know. So, so it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what, what stage we're at, it's still three and a half grand, yeah. No, 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 no. He told me if the dog, if the dog will die on the table or, 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 okay. or just, uh, just a short time after the surgery, maybe day two, they won't be charging the full soon. He said all, they will be only charging the for the exploring the dog to open his okay. stomach and see what story. So he said like a 1,200 quid, you know, and after that, three and a half thousand, you know, if the dog will survive. If the dog survives, three, yeah. okay. So, so uh, no, yeah, I only so I have chat with my wife, and we only thinking about this for uh, one evening, and then next morning I was decide, no, 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 I cannot leave them like this. You know, we go for the surgery. Do it, yeah. I, I, yeah, I have some money saving on on the site, you know, because I didn't have the insurance as well. So, so it, uh, you know, for the people who listen to you radio, if you are if you can afford the insurance, go and get the insurance because that will. Save you some costs if, if anything happens yes. with your dog, you know. You know, so so that's the good thing, you know. 
And then uh, after the surgery, he were recovered very good. Three days he was he was home with us, and for the for the for the three weeks he was very good. You know, doc, very. You happy thought everything was good, everything. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and I thought everything was good, and then it was again Sunday again. You know, and uh, suddenly he just actually I was in fairness I was sleeping in the living room on the first on the ground floor with him as well to just to keep an eye on him if there anything happened to him you know so he was in the bed next to me uh, and then suddenly it was I think four o'clock in the morning he he, he wake up he stand up again and he did the same thing as he did like a couple of months ago he freeze start shaking. Starts shaking yeah exactly yeah so yeah, in the morning, um, uh, Sunday morning, uh, we went to the vet again, and he actually took him uh, inside, and he went out, and he and he have this big, uh, I forget the word for it, and uh, you have the needle with the thing you can uh, do the, you know, you can do the, you can take the sample from the inside of the body, you know, with the okay, blood. all right, okay, you know, so he he brought this outside, and he. he the, the thing was full of blood, you know? Right, okay. So he said he actually, I'm afraid he's bleeding internally right now. And there's nothing we can do. He, he said, look, we can go for the surgery. It's time to stop the bleeding. But look, this is no point. Because yeah, at that, at that point, late, yeah, you know? it was too late. Yeah. He said, you have, so I, I asked him, <laughs> just give me a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, oh. my cheek. I'm sorry, my cheek. <laughs> Right, so, uh, no, no, I know, I know, I know. It's difficult for you to talk about it, and I, I understand. He was such a good friend to you, and they're like a member of the family, and I, and I get that. It's like, it's like talking about your brother, sister, mother, father. Yeah, the dog was unbelievable, you know. No, yeah, yeah. So he said, I asked him how, how long time I have. He said maybe six to twelve hours. So yeah, I would say to put him to sleep. Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but like I said, if I would... I know, the, the point, I think the point you were trying to make to me was that although it, the doctor said, it, or the vet said it would be 1,200 quid, you know, if he kind of died on the table or if he died yeah. the next day or within three days, but because he had lived the extra three weeks, you were charged yeah. the full price, the full price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So Even the, though it was like connected, it, obviously, to the surgery, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be connected, you know, it, it could, like, uh, it, but like, in fairness, he told me that... Uh, he will try to remove everything, you know, yeah. Yeah. the loop from the liver, you know. And he said, he even asked me before the operation, do I give the permission to go uh, to go with the risk as well? Because he said, I can only remove the things I can. I think is safe and I leave the rest. Because, but, but if you give me permission, I'm going I'm to try to remove the whole loop, you know, even if there is a risk, you know. Yeah. Straight away after that, I had to look. Do whatever you can, you know. If if there is a risk involved, I, I don't care. But I want to save my dog, you know. If that thing. And how, how old was he? his name? Was Zulus? Is that right? Zulus. Zulus yeah. yeah, he was six and a half years only. Yeah. Okay, he was only a young yeah. dog. Young dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well, look, yeah. uh, the only thing I'll say is, you know, you tried your best. Uh, yes, that, did, that does right. seem very expensive for what, what you got done in the end. And sadly, it, it didn't help Zulus. He he died in the end and he passed away. But yeah. you, look, the only thing I will say to you is, uh, Magic, and I know that, you know, you miss him greatly. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I know he was a great friend probably to you. And, and but the very fact that you said to me that you you slept downstairs for the three weeks and you slept yeah, on the sofa yeah, to keep an eye yeah. on him, it shows how much yeah. you cared about him. 
You know? Doc was the doc, the doc was uh, like uh, my two sons when they were younger, like six yeah. years ago. They asked me for the dog, I, and I knew it. The dog become my dog anyway because they're gonna start walking the dog anyway after a couple of weeks. So I say, okay, we go for dog. We go for the boxer because I heard that very friendly dog, very happy dog, and yeah. he's very. It was like this, you know, like my companion. You know, he was spoiled completely. He has like. He has a few places when he sleeps in the in our house, in his bed, in uh, in the coach next to me, uh, in the guest room, in the bed, you know, so yeah. he was everywhere, you know. Well, look, well, look, I'm sure you'll have great memories of Zalus for the rest of your life, Manchik. So uh, thanks for sharing the story with us. And yes, I do believe that maybe the vet could have been a little bit fairer with you in relation to the fact that he died three weeks after the, the operation. But I suppose... You can put it down to experience. And look, you know, you can never get the dog back anyway. Magic, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you telling the story. Martin, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Martin? How you doing, Niall? Uh, Martin, I mean, it is tough. I mean, I, I'm listening to people, men and women here, grown adults, you know, like literally in tears, talking about the dogs and all the, at the hands of a vet. Some are good, some are bad. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the experience we had, uh, it was kind of good on one end and bad on the other. Okay. Um, we had a little, uh, a tiny little Yorkshire Terrier, um, Phoebe, and um, she was around nine or ten years old, and she had developed problems breathing. So we brought her to the, our own vet anyway to check her out, and it turned out that her trachea was collapsing in her neck. Okay. And was putting pressure on her heart, and her head was becoming enlarged. So, and um, is, that a, is that a common problem with that particular breed or anything? I, I hadn't heard of it before. Okay, to be okay, okay. Denial, so, but um, there were, seemingly at the time, it's going back a few years now, there was only two places that could uh, do anything for her. One was Dublin, one was Cork. And we chose Dublin because it was nearer to us. Yeah. And um, we were referred to this guy anyway. And over the next number of weeks, we travelled travel up and down early morning, late evening, whatever. Um, and it turned out that she was going to have to have a stent fitted in her trachea. Okay. So, to keep it open, uh, obviously, yeah, to keep yeah, it open. Keep yeah, keep it open, keep the, uh, the airway open. So she was scanned, she was x-rayed, and she was this, that, the other. And the stent was coming from America. So it turned out, anyway, the bill, we, I didn't have insurance. The bill was €2,800. Ooh, that seems for expensive. The whole, for the whole thing. Okay. Um, which is fair enough. We, we paid that. And... We had the procedure done, and that was okay. But within a couple of weeks, we noticed that something wasn't right with Phoebe. So okay. we contacted them again, and we, we were brought back up again, and they'd done more scans, and it turned out that the stent had slipped okay. uh, down slightly. So um, they said the only thing they could do was fit another stent in over the original, the original and uh, that would be another €800. Euros. Oh. And when and I by asked, the way, when, when you got the original stent put in, were you told that there was a possibility that that could have happened? No. Okay, no, all right. No. And she was measured, uh, the, 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 you wouldn't believe the amount of things she went through to make sure that this thing was, was the right. exact fit. Because you're in such a small area as well. Of course, yes. So um, I questioned it. I asked her why... Uh, well, you're being why charged you're really again. Charged 800 quid. And, yeah. his, and his attitude was, well, look, if you don't want to do it, there's no problem. We leave where she is. Oh. That's your choice. And I said, but sure, she won't. You know, we can't leave her as she, as she is. Well, she says it's 800 euros to have it done. Well, so she would have we, died if you had it just left the way it was. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. So we, we did. We, we paid the extra 800 euro. Right. And uh, it was a success. We, Phoebe's 
she lived for another five, six years. Okay. And uh, but that's the the bad side of it. Going back to our own vet, um, when we um, were talking to him and explaining, he was absolutely disgusted. He and he actually offered to pay the eight hundred. Yeah. Or the second stand. It, it, do, it does seem a little bit rich that they would charge you again because yeah. of something that they didn't. If they had said to you, listen, when we put these stints in, in the past, there has been an experience where these things have moved. If it does move, unfortunately, we're going to have to charge you again. And, and you know, and, and let you know. But to, to just say, oh, I'm sorry, it's moved, you're going to have to pay again. That yeah. just seems a little bit rich. And and from what you say and, and the way you portrayed it there, there was maybe a little bit of an attitude about it. Pay it or else. Oh, serious, serious one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't want to pay it, that's grand. The dog will just yeah. die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not nice. So, well, look, we've had the good and the bad, Martin. And how's how's Phoebe now? Oh, Phoebe's uh, passed away she, since. Well, she's passed, passed away at this stage. Yeah, right. yeah. And what, how old was Phoebe when she died? She was sixteen. Oh, she. But that's okay, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For Yorkie, it was good age. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, there, that is a very good age. Sixteen years yeah, of age for right. a pedigree. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, listen, thanks for sharing that, Martin. Okay, I appreciate no, you. All right, okay. Okay, so many people, by the way, winging the stories. I could fit. I could fill a show for seven hours of people talking about their dogs and going to the vet. And I'll be honest with you, it all came from an email that we had in on Friday in relation to a woman who felt she was being ripped off in the vet. And we decided we'd talk about vets and how your experiences. And generally speaking, the majority, I would say, the majority of people who have texted in and have been on the air have had a good experience. Yes, they question the cost. And in most cases, it can be justified. Seriously, in that one, last one there, I couldn't justify that. Did a guy as well, uh, Majik, when he was talking about his dog, and it was like, whatever it was, 4,000, but it was only 1,200 if the dog died within two days, but the dog died three weeks later on. You think the vet could have, you know, had a little bit of a heart when it came to that and said, well, hold on for a second. Obviously, it was to do with the operation. The dog bled internally. So those kind of situations, I think we all need to use our heads and the vet needs to be a little bit more understanding of people's financial situations. I understand that we don't have a public health service, but apart from the Blue Cross when it comes to vets, but certainly there needs to be understanding of people's personal situations and financial situations. The moral of the story between Friday and today, by the way, for everybody out there, if you have a dog or a cat or you buy one new, get insurance. If you can afford it, it's only... When they're a pup, it's quite cheap. It's only about 120, 130 quid. Um, that's only, what, two or three quid a week. As they get older, it, the cost does go up a little bit. But as they get older, you have more chance of needing it. So don't do what most people do. Keep it for four or five years and they go, oh, I couldn't be bothered paying that anymore. She should have never used it. That's when you're going to need it. The day you stop paying it is the day you'll need it. It can go up quite expensive to three or 400 quid as the dog gets very old. It's still only about a five or 10 euro a week. It's your pet. If it was your son or daughter, you'd pay for it, wouldn't you? It's well worth it because you've heard all the people today with three and five grand bills for their dogs and the dogs are 13 or 14 years old. It wouldn't be worth it to come to that, would it? So get insurance. Have insurance. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.